0: Good morning. In 1995, astronomer Bob Williams pointed the Hubble Telescope at a patch of empty sky, no bigger than the size of a tennis ball seen from about a hundred yards away. His colleagues thought he was foolish. Even his friends thought this was an act of folly that might end his career. It turned out that the nothing was actually stuffed with 3,000 objects and that each object was a galaxy of hundreds of millions of stars. Today is the third Sunday of Lent. Each Sunday we gather to celebrate the Eucharist. Our gathering is called in Greek an ecclesia, which means literally called out, but is translated into English by the word church. When we gather as the church each week, we participate in a liturgy or work of the people in the sense of our phrase, public work. Our liturgy each Sunday is two parts, the liturgy of the word of God and the liturgy of the Holy Communion. So you will say, tell me something I didn't know. (laughs) I know all this seems straightforward but it's really quite mysterious. Let's set aside for now the sacrament of Holy Communion. After all, the word sacrament is just a Latin word for the Greek word mysterion or mystery. And it's easy to believe that the very idea of us entering into communion with God is a holy mystery. But what about the first part? What about gathering to hear and respond to the word of God? Is that any less a mystery? What, after all, is the word of God? How does it come to us? How do we hear it? What difference does it, or should it at least, make to us? And how should we respond to it? Now, you might think this is easy. After all, the first lesson that we heard today from the book of Exodus begins by saying, then God spoke all these words, and there follow the Ten Commandments. So you might say, as I saw a bumper sticker say, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Now, you still might think that's easy. After all, our first lesson, um, in fact, when I was rector of uh, All Saints Parish in Grenada, Mississippi, we had the 10 Commandments on one side of the wall and big plaque with the creed and the Lord's Prayer on the other. But forgetting The problems of translation, does the Hebrew word "ratsah" really mean kill? Or does it mean murder? Or the application of these commandments? How do we keep the Sabbath today, which is Saturday, not Sunday? And what about the other commandments? Besides these 10, are you familiar with the Leviticus spoof that's going around the internet these days as questions for Dr. Laura? Here's a sample. Leviticus 25.44 states that I may possess slaves, both male and female, provided they are purchased from neighboring nations. A friend of mine says that this applies to Mexicans, not to Canadians. Why can't I own Canadians? I would like to sell my daughter into slavery as sanctioned by Exodus 21-7. In this day and age, what do you think would be a fair price for her? She has a BA from Georgetown. (laughs) I have a neighbor who insists that working on the Sabbath who insists on working on the Sabbath, Exodus 35.2 clearly states that he should be put to death. (laughs) Am I morally obliged to kill him or can I ask the police to do it? (laughs) I'm not even gonna touch, you can't touch a pig skin on Sunday. Psalm 19 that we read today begins by saying, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows their handiwork, although they have no words or language, and their voices are not heard. Their sound has gone forth into all lands, and their message to the ends of the earth. So how are we to understand their message? With science? With worldly wisdom? But has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world as we heard in today's New Testament lesson from the first letter to the Corinthians? Clearly, Paul thought the message about the Christ, about the cross, is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved. It is the power of God. That is, the church's proclamation is the word of God. And then finally, there are the words of Jesus, who we believe is the word of God incarnate in this morning's gospel. Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up which was misunderstood by everyone who heard him say it, and which his disciples only understood after he was raised from the dead. Can we believe that we are any wiser or more holy or more knowledgeable of the scriptures than those Jews or Jesus' own disciples? The 16th century writer Francis Bacon wrestled with the method of discovering the truth. He believed that before we can even begin to discover the truth, we must rid ourselves of our own preconceived notions and prejudices, which he called idols. He listed four idols of the tribe, which are common to the human race, Idols of the den, which are peculiar to each individual and how we were raised. Idols of the marketplace, coming from the misuse of language. And idols of the theater, which stem from philosophical dogmas. In the end, the word of God comes to us whether in the written word of scripture, the spoken word of the church, the living word of Jesus Christ, or even the stars of heaven, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. In our Book of Common Prayer, the outline of faith asks, how do we recognize truths that are taught by the Holy Spirit? THE ANSWER GIVEN IS, WE RECOGNIZE TRUTHS TAUGHT BY THE HOLY SPIRIT WHEN THEY ARE IN ACCORDANCE WITH THE SCRIPTURES. BUT THEN IT ASKS, HOW DO WE UNDERSTAND THE MEANING OF THE BIBLE? AND THE ANSWER IS, WE UNDERSTAND THE MEANING OF THE BIBLE BY THE HELP OF THE HOLY SPIRIT, WHO GUIDES THE CHURCH IN THE TRUE INTERPRETATION OF THE SCRIPTURES. That really isn't circular logic. But it does mean that hearing the Word of God requires faith and devotion. Our Book of Common Prayer says that Lent is a season of self-examination and repentance. By prayer, fasting, and self-denial, and by reading and meditating on God's Holy Word, we are invited to clear our minds and bodies of our idols and prejudices so that with penitent hearts and steadfast faith, we might, as we prayed last week, embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of God's word, Jesus Christ. And might, as we prayed this week, be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. For we have been called out of the world to assemble here together as God's church to hear and respond to the word of God and to offer our life and labor to the Lord and enter into Holy Communion with God and with one another. This is a great mystery. This is indeed the mystery of our calling. Foolishness, perhaps, to those who are, being, who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God.